from the Pathway Studios in Johnston proper. You are live from the path. No, we're gonna use them. I'm still gonna. I'm gonna do it. Do it. Mike, you can't. Sorry. Yeah, you're listening live from the past. Mike, stop talking. I'm talking to Phil right now. We're trying to run a program around here. Every time we get on the air, you're like, I'm Ben. I want to talk about stuff. And me and Phil are having a legit, real life conversation. Iron sharp as iron. Not pizza now. Okay, here's what I'm saying. We, we got we got a we got a big show. We got a bunch of stuff to get in today. We don't have any time for your riffraff. Really big show. Okay. Uh, you're listening live from the path. Uh, this, this is the you can bail right now. This is the time. You're like thirty seconds in. If you want to bail, I've given you the opportunity. Don't Everything past this is your own your own fault. Okay. Uh, here's what I go on on the show. First of all, Philip Ramsey. Uh, so we talked to Philip uh, two years ago, maybe. It seems about that. It's it's been a bit too long. Uh, so he's he's got he's here to talk about the uncommon. The uncommon, and it's like um, he's going to explain it better than me. But it's like it's a it's an intentional, focused set of experiences and uh, and community and accountability for people. Uh, I, I think looking to get do be more, do more, have yes. more something. Yeah. <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Do you also have a like a monthly subscription box? For what? For the uncommon. Like if I give twenty bucks a month, will you send me a box of like an axe or? Some kind of. Well, I mean, I could figure it out. We don't at this point, but uh, Mike, we do have. That would be awesome. It's not a mail order bespoke catalog. <laughs> that sounds very <laughs> much awesome like that. You know what well, I I think it's pretty awesome. See, that's what I'm saying. A monthly thing that shows up from the uncommon that says, "Look, man, this this is how you were meant to live." The mystery uncommon. Yes, game. that's what Come I'm on. talking about. Okay, I'm taking all suggestions. Okay, okay, the axe for sure, though. All right, so we're gonna do we're gonna talk about that. Uh, second of all, I heard something. I was randomly scrolling the Facebook, and that was a mistake. However, uh, Mark Driscoll, of all people, shows up in my Facebook feed. Yeah, he does. And I'll be doggone if he does said something wise. Spot on. And after me. This okay. week. And so I'm going to share that with you. And I haven't been able to give it up. Now, I'm going to tell you, fellas, you're going to like this. You're going to hate it, and you're going to like it. I'm going to hate it because it's right on, and hey. I'm going to like it. Am I going to find it suspicious because of the source? Uh, no, no, no. I think he's clean. I think I, I think this particular he's action, he's on, yeah, it's a legit uh, mm-hmm. reference. Okay, I love it. All okay. Right. Um, we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about, like, what do you want out of, what do you should be looking for in a church? Ooh. Like, what like, does God say you should be looking for in yeah, a church? Yeah, that's the question. Is that like, because uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of churches out there. There's a lot of things that they offer. The question is, is that like, if you're trying to level the field and shake it all out, the question is like, what are you looking for? And what should we keep an eye out for? Does the Holy Spirit get a vote? I, I think tambourines have to rank pretty high. Okay. All right. Dan's, Dan's seeding the pot with the tambo. <laughs> okay. We're going to talk about that. Uh, also, there was a, most recently, uh, recently in Iowa, there was a, um, a bill that passed that uh, allowed funding to that traditionally goes to the public school system um, to cover uh, students, whether they're going there or not. So as an example, I've got kids who are homeschooled. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but our home district would be Southeast Polk, and so money goes there for my kids, even though my kids don't attend. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you, but you, but this bill allows you to say take it's not all of it, but it's most of it. Um, if your kid wants to go to a private school, can you take those funds, put them in an account, so that you can pay for the private schooling, so that the parents have choice of when to send their kids? Mm-hmm. Question is, is like uh, I mean, there's 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 pros and cons from a political process. Um, mm-hmm. I think what I want to talk about, like what, what should, how should we think about what it means 
um, for these type one for these type of choices because a lot frankly a lot of the places could be diverted to say um, religious schools as an example. Um, but also, what is that? How do we think about what it is to impact or support the community, regardless of whether your kids are in those particular institutions or not? And so, uh, just um, we'll, we'll round out to that. There's something else, Mike. No, I didn't have nothing. That's a lot of topics. Okay, All we right. got to move. Okay, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna head for that. Well, so uh, we'll see if we get to some advice on dear life in the path. At least one. Okay. All right. That's the goal. All right. So let's, Philip. Let's start with you. Yeah. Thanks. So. Uh, previously we talked to you, uh, Philip is a, uh, a financial advisor, but he's a, they're different kind of financial advisor. Um, uh, as a matter of fact, him and his partner, Brian run, uh, the uncommon wealth partners. Um, and, and the, the last time he was in here, I think it was super helpful because one of the things, um, key takeaways was, um, we're, we're missing out on life if we're simply living it to try to get to retirement. Mm-hmm. So as opposed to looking at like, how do we live? I, I hate to steal a Jewel Olstein, but like, how do you live the best <laughs> life now? <laughs> How do you like? Sorry. Are we trying to find as opposed to just? <laughs> I, say, feel, I feel gross. I feel, <laughs> way to set me up. Yeah. This feels really good. Yeah, yeah. by yeah. the way, Philip loves that okay. thought. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, ben. healthy, wealthy, and wise. <laughs> okay. Philip slash Joel says. Uh, it, anyway, like I, it's it's a super helpful way of thinking because it, it doesn't say like defer your life until frankly your bones start to give out, but you finally got enough money to go do something and like. Basically, how do you craft a life of which you get to to live what you were made to be uh, as early as possible and like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, find your passion, find um, see if you can structure your life in such a way that you get to do that. So it doesn't feel like you're working. Um, and then, you, frankly, you're not running as hard for retirement because you don't want to retire. You like what you do. And so um, that's an interesting conversation. You can totally go back uh, on the podcast to just search for Philip. Um, there's only been one on. I'm sure you'll pull them up in the podcast app. Disappointing. There's only one, but I, yeah. it's only one so far. We this will be number some, two, but they were mustachioed and very devious. Yeah. Yeah. We kept them off. There's no taxes talking there. So <laughs> I don't get all that. Um, but, but now like you're kind of, ex- I call it kind of an expansion of the thought where yeah. that is kind of, right. uh, at least in some ways, perif- like focused on how you think about, uh, wealth planning to support that kind of thing. Now we're talking about something called the uncommon, which I think it takes that thought and, and, and blows, expands it. So um, why don't you just share a little bit about what you're, what you're thinking about or the value of something like the uncommon. Yeah. All right. So great setup minus the Joel old sting, I, yes, but we're going to have to pull out of the trash here. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uncommon wealth partners, I felt like God really laid that on my heart. I never talked to a good advisor that actually helped me with money. It, we were always just trying to take my money, put it into an account leave me where I was at. And I just thought, man, it just doesn't feel right. So I was like, how can we make this a better deal? How can we make it something of like, how has God uniquely gifted you? How can you use your giftings and steward them well to be able to pour into a way that you're uniquely gifted and get you to get excited about your life again? Oh, let's use your money to do that. And so Uncommon Wealth Partners was born. It's about 10 years ago. Uh, the brand, we really kind of got off about five years ago. Um, but let's be honest, like financial perspective is only one part of people's lives. Yeah. There's so many other parts. And if I'm being honest, I get way more excited about the other parts. Financial is fun because I love people. I don't really love finances. There's a newsflash. There's yeah. uncommon wealth. Uh, but I do love where people are getting excited about what they want to do in the next day. Um, I'm all about that. So Uh, What we've found is the uncommon is kind of a way for us to pour into other people in such a way to be like authentic, give people the accountability that they might need, and just honestly have an open dialogue of the responsibilities that we have in our day-to-day life. 
which honestly, we're all fathers here. Nathan, you're probably, are you father? Of three. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So he knows. Um, but we just have responsibilities and they just keep piling up. And there's never really a good place to be authentic and be like, you know what? This responsibility, one, has might been waned or I haven't put a lot of focus on that. And so I really need some help with this. Give me some authentic community and accountability to help us with that. So that's where The Uncommon was born. Um, I feel like one of my unique giftings, if I'm going to use my own advice on Uncommon Wealth Partners, is to exceed people's expectation and give them an experience that helps them open up and be real with where they're at. Uh, and so un- the uncommon started because I was like, I don't want it to be a different brand than uncommon wealth because I do have to be a good steward of people's money. And there's times where they give us all of their money. This is all my family's money, be a good steward. And so if I'm like, and I'm going to go over here and do this, I didn't want them to be scared because yeah. honestly, this is how I'm uniquely gifted. And people understand like, oh, sounds like Philip would do this. So The Uncommon was born, and uh, what we try to do is just give people experiences. Right now, it's just guys, but eventually I'd like to have it where women can do it, um, where we give authentic community as well as accountability just to pour in. So we have six pillars. Uh, They're radical relationships, and all of these, like my co-owner or co-founder, Ryan Garvey, loves these. I don't love them, but here they are. Radical relationships, (laughs) worthwhile work, there's another pillar, holistic health. Stellar stewardship, victorious vision, and fervent faith. So relationships, tell me how you and your wife are. Like, are you guys all right? And usually whenever I'm meeting with guys, Did that's what I'll start me? with. What? Did you wink at me when you asked <laughs> Mike, Mike, you good? How are you and your wife, man? You are exceeding my expectations right now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest about it. So just having an opportunity just to be able to talk about that is one, helpful. Two, how's your parenting, right? Let's just talk about it. It's not easy. And as we all know, I feel like we're faking it till we make it. That's basically what my parenting can be tied up in a nutshell. Absolutely. Uh, and then friendships. Do you have good people that you can just go to if you're having a tough time? So that's relationships, worthwhile work, uh, just thinking about what you get to do in the morning. Does it give you life? And do you feel like God is honoring that in what you're doing? If not, let's talk about it. Uh, and that's another place where Uncommon Wealth Partners could maybe help a little bit more in that regard. Yep. Uh, holistic health, thinking about not only your physical health, but mental health and your emotional health. That's that pillar. Do you feel like, uh, just real quick, quick on yep. that one, um, do you feel like that is something that guys are uh, aware of and don't know how to talk about yep. or like want to talk about and don't feel like they have an avenue to do it? Like what's been your experience in that? Yeah, I think uh, both. I can see both. Okay. But it's it's one of those things like you'll get them to talk if you can just, hey, here's the topic. Let's talk through this. Uh, EQ or emotional intelligence. Let's take a survey and just talk through. Where do you think you're at? How do you think you're doing? What would your wife say that you are? You know, questions yeah. like that. Yep. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so that's health. Uh, stewardship. Think about your times, talents, and resources and being able to pour into those things. Uh, vision. Like, where do you feel like you are taking and leading your family? And how can I hold you accountable to that? Uh, that's one. And then faith. Where does faith come into where you're going? Obviously, it, it correlates with everything. But there's a lot of different platforms that are helping dads, front row dads, dad edge. Not a lot of them are talking about your faith, which I think is a huge importance. Um, And so this The Uncommon, we thought, what better way to do this than have an experience where we get guys together. We have one coming up in February, February 9th and 11th. um, And we're taking up to Minneapolis. When's this thing air? We know. Uh, Yeah, it'll be tomorrow. Okay, good. So We got time. Yeah, so we have... uh, 
five of us are going up there and we have some really amazing curated events to be able to articulate some of this stuff. We're calling it fire and ice. Um, so I would love to go into all of those things. I won't do it because no one knows what we're actually doing. I should oh. say that. The guys don't know what they're doing. Like a monthly subscription box. Kind of like a monthly <laughs> subscription box. But what I'll say is I have called each one of these people's spouses and made sure that they are excited about what they're going to do. Because they don't know. They yeah. just paid the money. Um, but I will say what we've done in the past. Um, so we've done curling, like ice curling. Hey, yes. Okay. I have a question about that uh, because I watched it on an the answer. Olympics yeah. and I said, mm -hmm. those guys are- I could like, do that. Yes. I could totally. Am I uh -huh. right? Like, is it much harder than it looks? So much harder. Way Way more fun. Oh. Because watching it, you're like, yeah. how much am I doing? But yelling at your friends, you know, to do things. Yeah. Sweep more. Sweep more. Yeah. Uh, yeah it's Sweep really, less. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, we've done a high ropes course with rucksacks of 30 pounds on, which oh. was so symbolic of like our life. Because at some point, like we have to have a heavy backpack. And there's times where you just can't do the event because you're like, I can't do it. Here's my backpack. Help me out. So that really stirred a lot of... Great conversation and great teamwork. How high are we talking? Uh, we were at 30 feet. Yeah. So death. Point. That's a death height. Yeah. That, it got dicey. Yeah, okay, there yeah. was one person that went down and like at one point he was just res like completely sprawled out, like <laughs> yeah. screaming. And we're like, well, what do we do here? You know, like, <laughs> we didn't uh, plan for this. We didn't plan for this. But there's always something the Holy Spirit does. And uh, so just really cool things that guys would always want to do. We threw boomerangs. I mean, when's the last time you threw a bang boomerang? Yeah. And didn't feel silly when you smiled at it. Yes. And you're like, right. this is Mike, awesome. Talking my love language. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we've done that. We went go-karting. Um, just really cool things that like you probably wouldn't do if you're just like, hey, honey, I'm, I'm going to go take out on a guy's day. But, it would be hard to explain. Right. Yeah. Woman, I'm going to drop 70 bucks on boomerangs. I'll yeah. be back later. Right. You watch the kids. Right. Right. <laughs> but when you get an opportunity to be able to talk through this and like, well, what does that mean to your life? And how are we going to, you know, how is this practically going to change our life? And how are we going to hold each other accountable to become better? Uh, that's where the Uncommon was kind of born. So uh, yeah, we have this event coming up. I can't wait. We're going to do some amazing things that you would never think in your day-to-day, -day, like, wait, I'm going to do what? Yeah. Uh, and all the wives that know about it are like, when do I get to do something like mm -hmm. this? So mm -hmm. This does cool sound story. awesome. Right. So before they get there, last thing I'll say, uh, I've sent them all a journal that has five different questions that correlate with each one of the things we're going to do, um, which is going to be able to answer the questions. And then as we go through the experience, better go back and be like, let's talk about the people that you sacrifice in your life daily. Like, what kind of things do you sacrifice Things like I think Christ did all the time, which, which we can look back and see that now. But in the moment, you don't see what he's actually doing. Uh, so kind of more thoughtful, intentional things that we get to do uh, that pull out, I think, something that as a guy, I just need something to be doing. And in that, I get to be in the trenches with people. And then like, you know what, Here, here's, let me tell you what's really going on in my work, or here's what's going on in my marriage, or here's the thing I'd like to be held accountable to become a better man than I thought I was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Now there you, you go, boys. Now you, so uh, just based upon that, you're saying, boy, this is fantastic. I want to learn more here. I'm going to give you a quick tip. And you yeah. can bail now if you want to. You go to theuncommon.com. That's theuncommon.com. You can learn more about what they're doing. There's a link. Um, they've got podcasts. 
Uh, I listened. Uh, I listened to a couple on the way in. Okay, Mike chipped him out. Yeah, they were good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and and like it, they kind of walk through some of the pillars yep. and talk about personal experiences related to those. Also, uh, both Philip and and uh, Ryan Garvey have uh, shared their kind of their their faith background mm-hmm. uh, within that podcast list. So like, uh, go go check that out. You can just search for the uncommon. That's two e's. Um, and and go go look at that. And then if you you're interested, because I I think one of the things that's compelling. Is that like especially for fe- especially for responsible like fellas who who or just want to do the right thing? It is sometimes hard to pull out of the of what the day to day right thing is, right? Mm-hmm. Like so, so so if you think like I mean, who hasn't worked a job where you're like, boy, I don't love this job, but I want to take care of my family. Yeah, well, you might. What was that? Uh, what was that from the uh, uh, with the grew? The Despicable Me. Despicable Me. Remember that that villain? And he's like, his name was Vector. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like magnitude and direction. Yeah. Mm. Uh, respons- I would say the story of most responsible, God-fearing, good dads, good, good husbands I know, they, they'll rock the magnitude. Mm-hmm. They struggle in the direction. Yes. Right? right? They just right. feel like they're cleaning up as much as they can, holding up as much as they can, pit, uh, patching and fixing what they can. And so, like, one of the things I was going to say is, like, just based on the things, like, when, when we talk about, like, um, pillars— and like attitudes and like uh, disciplines, things that we want to think about. These are all things that play, play just patently scare me. I'm like, yeah, okay, well, it sounds like right. you put a lot of thought in this thing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. Like, because yeah. the truth of the matter is, I can't, I don't, I don't subdivide my life that way. I don't mm-hmm. think about it that right. way. And some of that is, is like leads to a lack of direction, yeah. right? Like, it just means that like you're just moving and picking and going, hey, man, I'll just, I'll do the best I can. We'll put out a fire over here. Like, my job has to have this. You know what I'm saying? Like, you just, you get torn up and you intend. To do great things, but like honestly, it's your life living you, not the other way around. That's right. There's an intentionality. That's to right. It. And so, like, uh, like if I can just talk to the to the the luddite Mike type fellows out there, listen. These like like people people dividing things up into disciplines and pointing you in a direction. Like you're gonna you're gonna rail against wanting to be a part of this thing because you're like. I got this on my own. I'll read Romans again. Like, and you can. Right? There's nothing unholy about reading <laughs> yeah, Romans right. again. But like. Take some direction, take some community from people around you, some people that like God is gifted to think about this in a way that maybe you're not gifted in, yeah. right? Like I, like I need led into things like this. I wouldn't do them on my own, right. you know? And so like, I, I would really recommend that you give it, that you go give it a look and, and have it a listen. Let me, let me do this. Cause no, none of the guys that are going on this trip are probably going to listen to it. Or I'm not going to broadcast this thing yet. So here's the deal. Let me tell you. So the first night we're going to go. We're going to f- drive up to Minneapolis. We have some fun things that we're going to talk through before that in the car right up. So it's intentional, but we're going to go glass blowing. And yeah. like, we're talking about how, like, how has God shaped you in a trial? Like, mm-hmm. great. Like, that's just a fun question to ask, but then going in and then refining glass in such a way where at the end of it, guy- the guys will be able to bring like a paperweight or something <laughs> get sent to them. But like a reminder, up. like yeah. we're all being shaped. And honestly, the, <laughs> Harder experiences probably shaped us better than our great experiences. Yes, right. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. that's the first night. The second uh, morning, we get up and we're doing a fire and ice. So we're doing a sauna and then an ice plunge. Beforehand, we're going to talk about who do you sacrifice for, or who would you sacrifice everything for, like Jesus would. Yeah. Uh, and what we're going to do is kind of get in a mindset of like, hey, let's just pretend that your kids or family were whoever you wrote down were kidnapped, and all you have to do is sit in that tub of ice for five minutes, like. We're going to all do that, right? Yeah, like, yeah. And we're going to remember the sacrifice that, one, we're going to do this. It's going to be a dumb mindset thing. But it's also going to be reminding of the things that we get to do every day and sacrifice like yeah. Jesus did. So pretty sweet. Also, too, 
what an experience to go into a trial that's like, I don't, I'm super nervous about it, guys, and I'm doing it all. Like, yeah. I'm jumping in there. It's going to be nasty. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that, then uh, after dinner or after lunch, we're going to go dog sledding. Oh, nice. No and we're talking about like, who's in your pack? Which way are they going? We all have personalities. We get to talk about the dogs. Some of them want to be leading, but they're not leading yet, or they screwed up and they're in the back of the pack, or... Are yeah. we pulling in the right direction? And who are you pulling it with? Yeah. Uh, and then that evening we go out to eat at this really nice restaurant, paid way too much for it. And then we get a uh, end in an igloo, eating desserts and kind of having some some talks and kind of I knew th- I through. knew Minnesota was holding tight on an igloo somewhere. Yeah, I uh-huh. knew it. Yeah. Didn't you? you? I knew, knew it. it. Yeah. So things that you probably wouldn't be planning by yourself, but in this, that's the kind of experiences we want to provide is something that's going to change and remember for you to catapult your kind of relationship one with Jesus and those around you and yeah. yourself to the next level. So that sounds very cool. There you go. Now, now what is it? So let's say, uh, what, what's the idea that people come through and they, they have these experiences and probably some good moments. Yeah. Is it just, uh, kick them out to Volkswagen and say, good luck friend. Yeah, no, we have month, we have weekly calls that uh-huh. we will go through. And then every month we go through a different pillar. So this one is, uh, your health. Uh, next one's going to be relationships because it's around the old, you know, Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then we've already talked about being a good steward. Vision, we did it in November. Uh, being a good steward was uh, December, and then health was January. Uh, and we just got done with EQ. That's why I took this big, long quiz. And then at the end, we just shared of like, what did you learn from taking this, you know, EQ quiz? Yeah. Um, and mm-hmm. then next month is relationships. Talking about, you know, your spouse, kids, friends, and just kind of making sure it bubbles up to the surface. But for me, I just need reminded, hey, this is actually kind of important, Philip. And then I need to be surrounded with some people who are taking me to the next level to encourage me to be like, oh, yeah, that's actually really good. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right. I need to do that for my wife or, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. yeah. Nice. I think I think that that brings a lot of, that, there's a lot of wisdom in it, right? Once again, like I, th- I think most, even the best of the dudes that I know, right? Like they're great at magnitude and they struggle with direction. Like, because they do, like they remember that like maybe they haven't been pouring into their wife as much as they should have after they had to have a big fight about it, <laughs> you yeah, know, right. after they didn't, yeah. they misunderstood what was actually going on in their house and how she right. was feeling, you know? And so like, um, that stuff, I mean, it's not all completely avoidable, but like intention right. goes a long right. way. We can find right. a lot of ways to, right. to recenter our heart, not right. drift, you know, some direction. So that all sounds very cool. Yeah. So I appreciate that. And, and Ryan has done a great job of giving tools and like the community, some tools to be able to do, uh, he, and he just took his wife on kind of a vision casting weekend. Where he asked her all these questions. I think there was like 55 questions that he asked her before they went. And then they got to go on this little weekend getaway to Kansas City and talk about, okay, what are the fun things we did last year that we want to do again this year? Yeah. So like things like this. So like hopefully not getting you out of the doghouse, but keeping things on the top of your mind so then you can pour out to the people around you. Um, that's what the community's for. Yeah. yeah. My, my wife and I do kind of something like that a few years ago. When our, our youngest moved out, you know, and, yeah. and it was like, we're officially empty nesters type yeah. thing. And I thought, okay, we were both kind of bummed, you know, we're like, okay, it's oh, a whole man. new, like, you don't, you don't plan for that. You plan for having kids and stuff right. when you're young and, and all of a sudden, I mean, you plan for it, but mentally. You don't. You, you, yeah, you don't. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it's like oh, that's old you. people stuff, you know? Right. And uh, so, so I thought, okay, she's going to be in a bad, bad spot. So we just went up like to Duluth. Um, Smart. Where are we? Dan. And yeah. we had, we spent a weekend and we just made it, what's our next five years? You, you know, we sat there and had all those conversations. Yeah. It was so cool because yeah. we still have a little book I printed up, you know, and yes. we, we look at it once in a while and we, look how much we've done already. And, and, yeah. and it, it was made the transition so much better 
then we were just sat around moping for six months. That's great. You know, it, we suddenly had new new vision, new life, yep. new yes. reason. And right. it, was, it was really, I, I don't know why, how I did it. I just did it. It was just some one moment popped in my head. Yeah, right. like, hey, we're going to That's Duluth. That's so encouraging. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> and we're taking the dog. <laughs> it's funny how, like, small moments of intention can carry uh, for so long. It does. It Hear does. That. It doesn't, it just doesn't take, that'll preach. It doesn't take that much. <laughs> Actually. I, and I'll be honest with you, like in the, in my day job, um, my whole gig is trying to say, look, can we just be intentional for like 10 minutes so that we can do whatever we want for the next three years? Yeah, and we fight it because people, because yeah. you just want to run and it yeah. feels like you're stopping. And, and sometimes it feels, and I think this is where the like experiences like you're talking about, are important because they stick with you because I think it does run the risk of, of feeling like, well, I, let's stop and we can kind of cast all this vision. And then what tomorrow I go back to the same because we don't actually know how to do the next thing. We're like, yeah. well, this would be great. And what do I know to do? And scene. Yeah, right. <laughs> and so like, I think the, the, sometimes it doesn't feel like it's worth the effort because we, you don't have any belief that it can be tangible mm-hmm. where I, I think the experience even on the uncommon wealth side would say like a, a lot is possible way mm-hmm. more than what you think. Mm-hmm. If you can, if you can get your mind in the space that says, look, I, this is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like there are a lot of options on how to get there. Right. Um, and I think, I think having a moment like that and people around you uh, gives us a bit of a staying power that it's hard to keep steam on your own. Some people can do it, but yeah. most people can't. Mm-hmm. And, and so I think like having just those experiences and forging them together and then and sharing them with someone and then just being able to kind of have a path that doesn't have you just kind of fall off the mountain. Um, I, is it, well, let me ask you this. Do you feel like, um, who is this, who is this right for? And then maybe who is this not for? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think that like the 40 year old ish, the people who have lots of responsibilities, people who have like couple kids, not like you can't have a great experience without it. But the people who realize how many responsibilities they have on their shoulders and want to be intentional with their life to move forward. Because honestly, guys, this is the reason why I started it. I needed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I'd like to have somebody curate all the content in the world that's out there already. We're not reinventing the wheel. And just package it up really nice for me so I can take an EQ test and be like, oh, I guess I'm that. Yeah. Yeah. So, (laughs) um, So I would say that, Ben, it's just somebody who's thinking like, Hey, I do have a lot of things. I want to be more intentional, but I want a community to be able to help me and steer me in this direction. Yep. So, yeah, I like I, yeah. I, I, because I think you're right. Like, it does become uh, like an experience, um, only an experience, like if you are, aren't carrying much weight for you. Like, like you're like the dog sled, you're like, wow, that was awesome. But like, if it didn't stick with you that like it pervades into your life mm-hmm. after it was done, then it was just dog sledding. And yeah. dog sledding is cool. But, like, the odds of me wanting to go up and hang around with a bunch of dudes I don't know merely to dog sled, not as interested. Yeah. Right. Right? Yeah, like, right. Like, because cause what happens to people our age is, like, you go back and you're like, look, this sounds great. Like, I've, I've had this conversation with people before. They're like, hey, we need to go to a men's retreat. I'm like, wait a minute. You're telling me I, I need to leave my family, mm-hmm. like, with my wife so she's babysitting the kids by herself <laughs> yeah. again yeah. Uh, yeah. and hang out with you guys for three days? Right. To have a better relationship with my wife and kids, this don't sound right, (laughs) right? Like you're gonna have to do better than this. This sounds like I'm bailing. Is what it sounds like, right? And so, like, what we we're holistically not just going dog sledding, right? Like we're holistically not just sitting in a 
cold bathtub? Yeah. <laughs> with other dudes. Right. <laughs> what? It's not what you want to do. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> yeah. I, I will say this, and I'm not trying to try give us all their trade secrets, but after because the spouses are a big thing and they feel more I don't know about more excited, but they're just as excited to get their husbands on this kind of little retreat because they know they're going to be poured into and they know that they're going to be talking about some really intentional things. Yeah. Uh, But one thing that we've done is all of the spouses have gotten letters of affirmation or just thank you letters of all the people that are going to encourage them. Kind of like camp. Remember when we were in camp when we were younger? Hey guys, that was great. But like, we almost need those more now that we're adults with all of our respect. So all of them have letters that I have for them. And again, I'm not going to tell anybody about this because as soon as they read this, but uh, so after their ice plunge, I get to say, hey, the people in your life that you sacrifice every day for wanted to say thank you and give them these cards. Like, oh, nice. how powerful is that? Like, there won't be, I mean, man tears is what's going to happen. And <laughs> if there is, really good at this. Right? So, like, just being intentional with, like, hey, be present because it matters. Yeah. Yep. Like, I need this reminder, too. So, anyway, so that's kind of a cool thing that we're doing. So, it's just not just have fun, but it's like, now, now we have responsibilities to go back to. Let's be better stewards of that. Yeah. So. That's super cool. Okay, yeah. so uh, do you still have room for people to go on? Not for like the this? February one. Not no. for this. Shut one. it down. Okay. Yep. Excellent. So we have a couple other ones, and there might not be as intent, like not as in depth. We might not be going out. So we have three other ones planned. Mm-hmm. We have just an escape, which is May nineteenth and twentieth. Uh, it's just like a quick recharge. Let's go do fun things. I kind of have some ideas. It should be a blast, but we're not going overnight. So nothing overnight. Yeah. Uh, then we have another uh, so elite one that we're going to do in uh, Utah, which is going to be bananas. So we're going out to the arches and doing some amazing things, repelling, four-wheeling, things like that. But that's a price point that's not going to be for everybody. So probably business owners for that one. Yeah. Uh, and then we have one that is kind of, we call this one Escape that we're doing in February. We have another Escape uh, November 2nd through the 4th. And it'll be similar to like this. Like, let's think trapezing, you know, things like that. That yeah. might stuff that can be done in Nebraska. Let's, let's get, think, let's get Nebraska. <laughs> We're gonna do things like that. Snake wrangling. Get you know, your, things get like your that. mind in the Nebraska kind of. Area. Yeah, yeah. You got it. So uh, that's that's kind of the the four ways that you can engage with that. If you want to kind of get out of your comfort zone and be poured into, would love to see you in one of those. Yeah, I appreciate talking about. It. I get passionate about it. I also get passionate about people using their God given gifts to be able to. Be a good steward of that. That's why Uncommon Wealth Partners is there. So, anyway, so that's kind of the next. That evolution. sounds super exciting. Okay, so once again, Ben, how do people get to, how to get get a hold of this thing? Okay, so a couple different ways. First of all, you're going to go to the that's two e's t h e e uncommon dot com, and uh, again, you can read more about the uh, about what they're trying to do. The pillars information is out there. Uh, if you can submit your email, and they'll give you a free download. I'm go. not sure. What, I didn't do it. It looks suspicious. It's well, Pac Man. Yeah. I did it. Did you do it? Yeah, it's a Pac-Man that eats all your responsibilities. (laughs) (laughs) It's awesome. (laughs) That's uncommon right there. Then he he jumps on a trapeze. Okay. Um, uh, But then on that same page, or you can go to Facebook and just search for The Uncommon. They have a Facebook page, um, and you can kind of stay up to date with that. Go check out the podcast. Uh, Lots of interesting information out there, again, about the pillars, about about Philip and Ryan and kind of what they're trying to do. Uh, su- super interesting, and they're uh, they're relatively quick. Like you can catch them in a if you're back to driving to work, you poor sucker. Uh, yeah. You can listen to it on the way there. Yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling about yeah. it, Nathaniel? Oh, I got a question. Okay, oh, let's have wow. it. Yeah. Welcome to the party. Yeah. 
Why do you hate the pillars? Are you more of a like a columns? Oh, I love type the pillars. Guy? I love the pillars. What I don't like about it is the two words. The alliteration. Like relationships. Yeah, the alliterations. Work. Yeah. Vision. I'm good with that. But yeah. no, radical relationships. I guess that makes them uncommon. But like to me, it's just like, let's talk about relationships. And honestly, we kind of went to those pillars because every time I would meet with one guy, I would go through those pillars. Hey, how's your faith? Yeah. Hey, tell me what you're working towards. Like, how's your work? Yeah. Tell me about your wife. Like those kind of things. And so mm-hmm. I was like, well, let's just start kind of describing these in a different way. And let's use rhyming words. Yeah, that was that was Ryan Garvey, everyone. Yeah, yeah. I love the That's guy. That's Ryan we're Garvey. All, yeah, we're all different. And uh, came up with a song or something. That'd be great. Yeah. But that's a good question. Okay, okay. Nathaniel, I, I don't know. Nathaniel, two questions. Uh, first of all, like, have you ever considered doing one of the polar plunges? Uh, actually, every morning... Uh, I, I, uh, I long for a polar yeah. plunge. I, I, after I'm done working out, I, the, I started it this month, January. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, son of a gun. I, after I'm done lifting, I'll, uh, hit the showers. Yep. And at the end of my shower, I'll stand there and I'll turn it to ice cold and I'll stand there for, and I'll count in my head 30 seconds. Okay. <laughs> and I've been meaning to uh, titrate my way up, uh-huh. and I have not made it past yeah. the thirty seconds. <laughs> you're, you're the fact a real that you're Samson. still doing, still doing it. I'm, I'm uh, yeah, boy. Credit day two, you know it's coming. Yeah, and you still did it. Yeah, holy cats! And what, <laughs> like, is that just a is it fortitude? <laughs> like, well, I uh, I may have read some uh, some sketchy science. Wait a minute, are you trying? <laughs> Are, are you sound. trying to highlight your swole? Yeah. Is that what you're trying to do? No. No, I would never. <laughs> that sounds like internet wisdom. I'm, trying, I, I'm not reading the bro science again. I swore off it, guys. If I catch YouTube videos of you like, show me cold man in shower and let me see if he's swole. No. <laughs> real shit. Oh, that's not what's happening. Uh, wow. Okay. I was okay. listening to an Andrew Huberman podcast. Okay. And uh, he was talking about uh, the neurological benefits of like doing uh, ice plunges and, uh-huh. uh, you know, increasing. Cold showers? Yeah. Well, well <laughs> you know. Ice, ice, ice uh, plunges are expensive unless you live by an ice thing already. You he, know what I'm saying? Yeah. It takes you days to fill it up out of the fridge. And by the time you got to it, it'd be half, it'd be half done. <laughs> he gave like a list of, I forget what the third one was, but he said, you know, the best is to be up to the neck uh, in, a, oh, in an ice bath. Help us all. Uh, <sighs> second best is taking, taking that cold, cold shower. Yeah. And uh, I forget what the third one is. Are you feeling sharper? Uh, yeah, I feel sharper right afterwards. Oh, I feel. Yeah. I mean, I feel focused for the day. I feel ready. <laughs> I, I, wow. This is going to be terrible because I don't. I'm going to agree with this. Uh, and here's why. It's like, I feel like we have no idea what we're actually capable of. That's, you know yeah, what I'm saying? That's like, I feel like we bail out of things all the time. Like, I will stand outside. It's like six degrees out. And I, I'm outside for 20 seconds, and I'm like, I can't take this anymore. Yeah. That's a bull-faced lie. Yeah. I could probably be out there at least another 15 minutes, and Easy. nothing would happen to me. I would just be cold. Mm-hmm. Right? And so, like, think of how many, take, think of how many things you bail on because you're like, I can't do this. Yeah, I man, literally yeah. can't do this. You ever tried to do a plank? Oh, yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I try to do these planks, and I, I was listening to some internet man because uh, he's telling me how long I should do the plank. And I, I think about 25 seconds. I say I'm done, and he, he can hear me thinking. He says, I hear your thoughts, Foose, and he goes, you can do it. You yeah. can stay. Keep doing it for another 15 seconds. I said, you don't have no idea what you're talking about. But I did. I kept doing it. And, like, <laughs> it's so small, right, like this plank. I, I, I'm not impressive. But, like, how many times if under my own mm-hmm. steam and under my own frame of mind I go, look, I'm tapped out. And I just because I didn't have some kind of like uh, anabolic man 
like steroided up going, dude, you can totally do another 15 seconds. Yep. Yeah. And I'm like, well, okay, fine. Taking cold showers, eating goat hooves. Yeah. That's the guy that you're taking advice from. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. always, it's always more like, it's right. Like regardless, I, I think, I think it's a salient point to say like, you're, you're probably capable of more than what you believe you're capable of. Wouldn't that be crazy to go like, I know exactly what I'm capable of. Oh yeah. That would be wild. Mm. Cause that means you went all the way out there. Jason yeah. Bourne knows that. Jason Bourne does know that. Yeah. He said, I can run for. <laughs> Eight miles before I get winded. Yeah, for a blackout or something. Yeah, he yeah. knows that stuff. If I was an assassin, I would know more. He also hires a real shaky cameraman, so you can't see all the moves he's doing. I'm against that, I, and he, he. I am too. Yeah, yeah. I'm against that. Really. I like smooth yeah. camera operations. Yeah. If you're gonna, if you're gonna jab at a guy with a ballpoint pen, I want to see and it. incapacitate <laughs> That's him. Right. I want to take it in. I want, I want to see how you did it. <laughs> okay, you've been listening live from the path. Uh, we got a lot of. There's a lot of life wisdom coming at you today, well, friends. Yeah, I'm there's some pillars to, to look at. There's some to community get to get involved with. So you can help you get there. And flat out, will you find out what you're made of? Stop sitting around like Play-Doh going, uh, I bet I can't do that. Be like Nathaniel. Be, be like, like Nathaniel. Nathaniel. Take a cold shower. Stand there at stand there the buck wild looking at the wall going, here it comes. And then turn it to straight cold. <laughs> Man, see, that's bold. <laughs> see if you don't get Tourette's. Yeah. Just to see. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to, uh, you know, after this conversation, I'm going to crank it up. I'm going to go, <laughs> okay. go to 45. There it is. I'm going to go to 45 Community seconds. at its finest. Yeah. <laughs> No, here, you're not doing it 45. Here's what I hear, is you're going to stay in there as long as you possibly can tomorrow and see how long it was. Dude, take the whole shower. Oh, freezing. Wait, now, are you doing this uh, with other, other people in the gym? So if you pass out or something, will someone see <laughs> your lifeless out. nude body in there? <laughs> <laughs> it's a possibility. <laughs> okay, fine. As long as someone can rescue you. I don't want to be resuscitated by an 85-year-old nude man. That's not going to happen to me. <laughs> no more in the hey, Just before pass out, get out of there. <laughs> Say, stay away from me, Greg. <laughs> okay, I'll wear here. a wristband. <laughs> do not resist. Do not, do not touch me, Greg. Put a string on. <laughs> yeah, you can pull me out tabernacle style, but don't be coming in here. <laughs> I, Dan, have you considered a plunge? I, I tell you what, ma'am. There, there used to be a gym here on the east side of town, northeast, uh, northeast 14th, uh, Swanson's. Uh, when I was a kid, that's how long ago. Yep. But it was also there when I was a college. So I'd been there, it was there for a long time. And there was a pool area. We had a family lifetime membership. So in college, I thought, yeah, free working out. So I still went out there. Yep. And I'd go work out and stuff. But you go to the pool. There's a pool area. Then there's a hot tub. And they had a cool, a cold plunge. Oh, oh, yeah. Already there. And these old dudes, but they'd be sitting there swimming laps. And they'd jump in the whirlpool. And you could just see the steam. And then they'd jump in. Like, and, and, and I'd be like, I'd put my finger in. I'm like, no. no it was, it was cold. Happening. It was cold. I was like, I was, I was just fine not having a cold plunge. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So okay. I've seen it. But no, nope, nope. Dan says never I'm tempted. Not we're gonna find it. out what we're made of tomorrow, boys. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking a cold shower. I don't shower on Tuesdays. You know what? Don't smell as good cold shower. Our spring. It's yeah. the heat that brings it out. Oh yeah. And huh. plus, there's nothing but cancer in that soap. But boy, it smells good. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. <laughs> cancer lather. <laughs> all right. Okay. We got to move on. We got a bunch of topics. Okay. okay. Now, here, all right. Here's what I heard this week. Scrolling through the Facebook, doing stuff. I. Uh, oh, uh, is this uh, Driscoll? Uh, yeah, I was supposed, Driscoll? Yeah. I was supposed to be working. Marky D. I, I don't know what my internet behavior uh, has brought on that Facebook goes, I think you're going to enjoy uh, the return of Mark Driscoll. Yeah. But, but he says this thing, and I said, doggone it anyway. He says, you know what the fox in the hen house in your life is? It's your phone. Yes. Did you see this, Dan? I did. I did. I watched that little clip. And I thought, yes. crap, he's right. Doggone it. So he, but I even he, shared it. Here's what, here's yeah. what stuck <laughs> with me, is the phrase... Uh, look at your phone. He says, you look at it more than you look at your wife. Yeah. You hear it. You listen to it more than you listen to your wife. You touch it more than you touch your wife. And I said, dog got it anyway. 
freaking Mark. I, I said, could, <laughs> Driscoll. Okay, so you you tell me that's not true. You right. it hits harsh, don't 100%. it? Yeah. It does hit harsh. Just, I thought about recently switching to a flipper. Yeah, you gonna give a shot? I don't know. I would, <laughs> here's You're the, the spearhead of this thing, Nathaniel. The, uh, yeah. the, the, there's one thing that w- was really holding me back. Yeah. And this was uh, it was this. I uh, without my phone, uh, I never grew up driving without a a, a smartphone. I would get lost. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't I don't know my way around town. Yeah, that's the excuse you're using, huh? No wait. Yeah. Now I'm a, here's the deal though. I'm gonna tell you what's much more dangerous than someone looking at their their phone to see where to drive is the guy trying to maneuver a map while he's driving. <laughs> I thought about getting a Garmin. Like a, oh yeah, like yeah, a, yeah. wow. Yeah, I, okay. seven of those. I bet you can get it cheap. Yeah, oh, I, I bet. bet. No, every eBay. sucker's got their phone. That, no, Garmin has. He, they're gone with supply and demand. Those things have gone up three hundred fold because they're like a guy that really has to has this. He's screwed. <laughs> he really did. Something we got him. Right. <laughs> yeah, the thing though. But with, with with his his video is you could say that about a lot of things. Oh, true. I, I use my my truck steering wheel. I touch it more than I touch my wife. Yes. I mean, you, you know, I, I touch a fork more yes. than I touch my wife. That might That's say wrong, more man. about my eating habits, but yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just saying. But but he had a great point that we do spend too much time. Yes. Even in my wife and I will be, she'll be on on, on, on the couch and I'll be sitting in my little chair uh, doing whatever. And then she's watching cat videos on her iPad and I'm Go and watch Mark Drisco videos. Being convicted on the other side of the couch. <laughs> hey, how's the cat? You know, and, and, and yeah, we, we can go a whole night and then like go, man, we should have been talking or something. Uh-huh. You know, so uh-huh. it, it, I get it. it it's, it's, it sticks, yeah. right? Yeah. I, I probably said that three times this week to myself. And, and again, right, right because like, uh, and I, I don't talk to my fork, Dan. I, I don't know what, what you're doing at your house. Uh, we get a lot. Uh, but, but like the, it, the point was salient. And so, yeah. anyway, I, I the, the next day I thought uh, that it popped into my head, and I had my phone in my hand. It was actually a work email or something. Mm. And I put it down, and I said, I, "I touched this more than I touched my wife." I said, "I'm behind," and so I ran inside and I touched my wife, and I said, "Woman, you're gonna have to like go." <laughs> Got you. And she slapped you. Amanda loves that. I said, "I'm I'm behind," and so I don't know if you have to double pad your areas or whatever, but just know I'm coming around all day, and I did too. <laughs> and I said, "You know what? I like this advice. Just swipe her cheek." <laughs> <laughs> oh. Okay. So, did you see any like encouragement at the end of the night? Like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, this works. Okay. This works, fellas. And I'm not like I don't know what goes on at your place, but I'm not saying, "Hey, I want to shake my wife's hand." That's not what I'm going for. I'm in for husbandly touches, mm-hmm. like, and I say I want that more than I touch my phone, and so I got to get in on it, and it's been working. Yeah, I say it, it just gets to the right balance to me. It's good. That like phone's it. a cruel mistress. Yeah, yeah, it mistreats me. Yeah, it does. Yeah. How many of you, Dan? This is probably a question for you. Your kids have phones. Yeah. Do you feel like when they got phones, you were convicted of the use of your phone by watching them? N- not so much because I I put boundaries right away because uh-huh. I had been around people who didn't yeah and like i like my phone's almost off probably 90 percent of uh, or like the ringer's off right and i miss a lot of calls but then i'll go back to them sure you know so like if i'm with someone my, my ringer's off i don't even know if uh i was home i would just put my phone on the counter and just walk away from it mm. um not always not always but but right generally speaking so they had a pretty i mean right I don't think, yeah. I feel like I'm going to put a lot of restrictions on myself as soon as my daughter, she's 14, gets mm-hmm. a phone. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah. no, no, we're not doing that. Yep. But then I'm basically just telling myself, like, no, get off your phone, Ramsey. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. And they had to put their phones away before going to bed, too, because right. they'd like go in that. there and, hey, you I know, like and that talk. And... For myself. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right. 
I actually, my, my wife and I recently talked about. Uh, I need to go. I want to go buy an alarm clock uh-huh. because I use my phone as my alarm, and then as soon as uh-huh. I look it up, hey, I mean. I, I use uh, part of my work, like, these, I got offshore developers, and people, executives were up at, like, 5.30 in the morning. Oh, so, like, Mr. Ben, big, important man, okay. talking with offshore developers. <laughs> the Angels had enough of this. They yeah. live in India. What do you want me to do? <laughs> anyway, like, they're working in the middle yeah. of the night. And so, like, it's just there. It's right there. As soon as I pick it up, boom. Like, there's something yeah. I could respond to, yep. or that maybe even someone's waiting for, and I feel like I'm holding them up. But, like, I wouldn't know that an hour later. And yeah. so if I'd have just been downstairs, I could have, it would have been fine. I haven't slept a sense in the same room as my phone for probably 15 years at least. Because I used to have some guy named James who had my number. He'd say, hey, hey, this is James. Can you pick me up like a two, like he was drunk and he needed to ride home. And I'm like, I don't know who you are. Oh, I was going to say, was he legit looking for you or? (laughs) No, it was whoever owned my phone, that number for me. And, and, uh, yeah, that happened like multiple times. I thought, yeah, no more. I just. Smart. Charge yeah. my phone in the other room, and I'm not going to let James wake me up. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yep, yep. And I think I think we've something we've discussed before, which is like, it it feels like, but what if I miss out on the emergency? Yeah. Like, how many have you? Yeah. I haven't. <laughs> I mean, uh, when, when Sean passed away, yep, it was in the other room. But for something, just told me I need to go hmm. get up for, for whatever. Yeah. That was like it wasn't super late, but it was like nine thirty, ten, whatever it was. And like I got that phone call. Hmm. Um. And other than that. I've never missed a thing. In, yep. It's probably been 20 years. I mean, it's, it's been. Yep. Yep. Somewhere between 50. I agree. I think yeah. the, the only thing, I think one time, it was like two in the morning, and some, one of my, some of my family had texted that my, that my grandma had died. Mm. I don't even need to tell us, but she'd have been just as dead at six o'clock. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Like, I just, Most it, things. It Most things. Yeah, yeah. There's no reaction. It's not an, I mean, it's yeah. sad. It's a yeah. huge life changing event. But it do, it's not an emergency. If you were the heart There's surgeon who had to, to get do. there to do heart surgery, yes. that'd be one thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. But most, most, even even in the spiritual realm, most things, even like there's been suicides, so it's it's been, uh, I've been able to catch it somehow. Yes. Mm-hmm. In, you know. Um, yeah. 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 Okay. Anyway, just yeah, just I think that's I think that's valid. Yeah, and so like uh, Dan's right, you play it out, play it fully out. Uh, it's going to lose some of its steam, so don't do that. Just let it sit and say, look, if comparatively, what time, what kind of time am I spending with this device versus what time am I spending with my close relationship? Choose spouse, kids, I don't care. Um, and then it, it just it's frankly helped me keep a right sense of balance. Like how three and three times in a row, I picked up my phone to go check something. I thought like I haven't I didn't check my wife today. I'm going to go and talk to her, mm. see how her day is going. Like some, It's just a good trigger. So anyway, it's been helpful for me this you, last You week. need to put a ringer on your phone uh, for an alarm that's Mark Driscoll's voice saying, you're an idiot, yes, or something. Right. Or, <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> go touch your wife. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir, we'll do. <laughs> Who do you think you are? <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, you're listening to Life from the Path. Maybe you hate that advice. Let's uh, hook us up on the Life from the Path complaint line, 515-517-0085. That's call or text. I got a complaint about that. Okay. I did. I have text that number. Okay. Oh, yeah. I looked because I heard you it. say that, and yeah. I, I see no evidence to this. Hmm. Now, okay. Dan texted to say Dan is great. I saw that two weeks ago. I, I can't control what people send in. <laughs> what's, what's the phone number again? It's 515-517-0085. 0085? Yeah. Yeah. All right, life in the path. Yeah. All right, let me tell you. Look at you. Just look at my phone, Ben. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it does say that. Yeah. <laughs> what did I say? Mo- uh, mullet. 
Mullet. Mullet. Mullet. Mullet, for, <laughs> mullet for good measure. I don't remember what it was, but I've sent the mullet. I wanted a mullet. Yeah, I know I what that was. It was a that picture. was the picture of Todd Gordon. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I wanted Todd now, to get the mullet. You did mention something a couple of weeks later that someone had sent in mullet. Okay, no, I think that that's because me. he told me. I think because oh, okay. he told me that oh. he had done it. I'm telling okay. you, I, just, uh, I have the evidence that I proved that I'm... Yeah, and actually, Todd owes us a picture. Yeah, he does. Okay, he we'll was... take care of it. I think we're going to have to ask his wife. Okay. I'll That's send humble. you that just so you have evidence that okay. I did send this it This totally in. happened, Todd. Okay. Anyway, uh, let us know. Life in the Path, uh, 515-517-0085. Okay, next... Look, pic- at, look, at the, look at the beastliness of this phone case. Let me see it. That's a real... It's got, like, rivets in it and stuff. Is it like an otter? Oh, Wow. I mean, it's going to be hard to switch to a flip phone. No. When he's got this <laughs> like Superman of a case. That is like crazy. A, you can like throw this from his pocket. six miles away. Hey, let me ask you this question why he's not here. Do you think that's like a pit bull, big truck type of thing? No, I think oh. he bought it based on advertising. Oh. It's <laughs> like he saw it and he thought, who's the kind of like A-level top shelf dude yeah. would have a case Somebody like Somebody cold showers. <laughs> yeah. That's right. I'll tell you that right cold now. Cold shower yeah. drops you know his phone. why you don't talk about Bruno? He got a case like that. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I wouldn't buy a case like that because I thought it would come with that cold shower thing. I said, yeah, I can't, I can't keep up with the Joneses here. Yeah. All right. Next big question on the docket. What are you looking for in a church? Mm. Like, like the, so let's say you're, uh, let's say you're moving, you're moving and you're, you've got, you're in a new town. You can't use your old confines mm. and you're saying, boy, there's like a million churches out here. What is it that, what are we looking for? What matters? What what matters for uh, at a at a core spiritual level um, versus what is eh, you know if you got the stuff that matters this stuff maybe maybe you can take or leave okay so let's 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 bring in just a thought from last week when we talked about we were talking about um, especially Western culture churches right is like like is what's enough right so like if we were to lose the worship band or the sweet building or comfortable chairs or even childcare let's say your kids had to sit with you yeah right like would you still come here? Is this, is the community enough? Right. Right. Is, I think is, to go one step further, yeah. preference too. Like yep. people just got through COVID. I'm not going to church anymore. Oh, I don't want to do video. Oh, you're making me do masks. This kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about like where do preferences go into your choice of churches? Yep. Two. Yep. There you go. Okay. So one, let's, let's put it through the absolute first filter. Like, I think you have to pray on this. Yeah. I think you for sure have to pray on this because it's very possible God will weigh and measure your preferences and go, I don't care. I have a place for you to be. And this is where I need you to could go. Could be. Yep. Totally could be. So like that, that is definitely not off the table. And I think if you are actually want uh, the Holy Spirit involved in that choice, um, you know, he might very well put your preferences aside. So let's say, let's say that he didn't. He said, I love you. Um, I want you, you pick the community. We're fine. Go ahead. Yeah. yeah you yeah. pick it. So now where are you at? Okay. So uh, the first one is, is the teaching of the word yeah. for me. Like mm-hmm. it's, and it's gotta be, um, like it, it's gotta be Bible, obviously like this is core Bible. Um, and that is, and Jesus, it's Jesus's agenda. Okay. And so, um, I would prefer personally, um, I, I prefer like exegetical stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like going, you know, book by book, um, more so it's not because you can't do it the other way. It's just, and maybe actually it's just me. Cause that's what I, I would teach that. Um, but like, I feel that's where, um, it, it runs the least risk for me into like, Hey, here's how you live a better earthly life, which I think Jesus actually does, but I think it runs a risk. It, like it runs the biggest risk of blending like life coach <laughs> with mm-hmm. Bible teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, I think that's, that's the strongest for me is that I'm, that I would be getting like solid Bible teaching, um, 
that people actually we, we we've I've run into this a few places because like every once in a while our house church will be like, hey man, uh, something goes on at a church somewhere else, everybody go, <laughs> and so day. we just go visit there. Um, and like uh, I agreed with like ninety percent of the thing the guy said, but he but he justified it from the wrong passage, like he didn't exegete the text very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was like, well, I mean, yeah, that's that's right, but like that isn't what that piece of scripture means. And what even though it was okay in the moment. It, it creates a risk because I'm like, I mean, that you could then pull out all kinds of things of which the scripture doesn't justify. You should go find the scripture that does justify it and say that. And so, um, I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty persnickety when it comes to, um, with. I, sorry, this is percent percent true. We yeah. went to a church last week because someone we knew was getting baptized. So house church goes and visits this church, and like the guy is, I ain't kidding you. Two minutes into the sermon, and Ben has pulled up the Blue Letter Bible app Greek. And is tapping me on the shoulder from a pew behind me. Look at this. You're <laughs> right. not using that right. I'm like, all right, Ben. <laughs> all right, Ben. I mean, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't use it right. Uh, I now, it. Again, though, like actually in that example, I, again, 90% of the things the guy said was right. But he just used a goofball text to do it, mm. which also then kind of missed the point of the text. Like this is your, t- mm. this is your chance to teach the text. And mm-hmm. so uh, that for me is, is pretty um, – uh, that's, that's, I'm pretty firm on that one. <clears throat> I have I have mine. Yeah. Uh and it's uh I think I think uh dedicated prayer time. Yeah. I mean like big expansive prayer time. Uh I don't know that you necessarily have to nail this on Sunday morning. Um but like I love the thought of a Tuesday prayer meeting and that's all we're doing. Like that's it. You just show up and we're going to pray about stuff. Yeah. And it's going to take as long as it takes and we're going to pray through all of it and we're going to nail this thing. Like yep. I that's where that's where all of obedience and humility and um, listening for the Holy Spirit shows it's all through prayer time. So, like, I think I, I'm I'm with Ben. Like, I, I God said a thing. I think we should probably do our best to say God did say a thing. This is what we're going to talk about. But like, um, I think we we lose a lot of people when it starts to get into relationship and prayer time. Mm. And so, like, I think that's really important. Dan, I th- and that goes to something you were talking about just as you were preaching through First Timothy. Like, like when the early church thinks, "Hey, let's gather," mm-hmm. uh, they're thinking prayer, <laughs> like. That's a big chunk of what the, they're the thinking. The first about eight doing. verses of chapter two, uh, I, I convicted myself in, in studying, going crap. I've let some of this stuff slide because this whole thing was on the public assembly, the Sunday assembly, and prayer, and it being a, a, a major part <laughs> yep. of, of what you're doing. And I'm like, yeah, we use it for a transition in between songs. <laughs> yeah, we're going over here. <laughs> yep. and, and this is a good way for the band to leave the stage, and we'll do a little prayer. Uh, I even like for a hundred years, I used to always have just a, a pause. Uh, before preaching, I'd just have okay, everybody just pray. You know, just, yep. just this is God's time, not mine. Yeah. You know, blah blah blah, and, and and we'd pray. Like I even quit doing that at some point. Now I don't know why. I don't know if it was like, oh, the video is going on. It's dead space. Mm-hmm. I, I have no idea. I don't remember. Yeah, I started it again last week. I thought, by golly, we're going to read that text. We're going to do it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, yep. good for you. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's like it, it, it was embarrassing to me to to see that we had slid right to prayer being a token as opposed to like. Yep. And it is hard know. to do, like in the way that we run our church services, right? Especially when we talk about like. Think a, a bigger church, you know, like all the lights are on stage. People, it's set up like a concert, mm-hmm. right? right? And so, like, it's hard for people to yeah. to to not like be brought into that mind space. And so, like, asking for their participation or like stuff to pray about, you know, like it, it could drag on forever. Like, mm-hmm. like we we run into this problem all the time at house church. Like, we we do a prayer time right after worship, and sometimes 
Ben doesn't get to preach that Sunday because nope. it was just prayer time. I lost wow. one like five weeks ago. Like I just it didn't happen. It, I mean, it's, we, we've been in Matthew five for I ain't Kenya two months. We can't get out of it because we keep having prayer time, and it's just like praise and then prayer and like blah blah and like. Sometimes it gets to be like, Ben, you got about five minutes. He's like, well, dang it, I can't talk about lust and divorce in five minutes. Yeah, We're going to have to push. <laughs> yeah. you know. And so like, yeah. I'm not saying it's like the prescription for doing great things, but like, mm-hmm. um, it, it's so amazing to hear like what God is doing in other people's lives mm-hmm. and, and like what he has designed for yours and the way that he's moving in your community. When you got to see, see what God's doing with you as a body of believers, right? You would never know that if mm-hmm. you didn't get to pray together. You would right. never know. People are holding like these awesome silent things that God has done, and like you didn't get to know. Ooh. You know that stinks. <laughs> or, you know, or struggles. Like I think you know we get the opportunity. And again, this it gets harder in bigger context. Um, but like I mean, sometimes the type of uh, kids are in the room and our thing, and like some of these questions they're asking as like as I want there's, there's a burden on their heart about something. And they're asking like a hard question. How do I think about this relationship with people? Mm-hmm. How do I support these kind of folks? The, st- the stuff kids are going through at school, the, st- the types of things. That, like, like what a chance for like their whole community to be able to pray on them uh, and pray with them. Like it's just it's just it, it, it's hard to do. And like I've always struggled with like how, how do you do that well mm-hmm. in bigger context? And I think there's ways to get there. Mm-hmm. Um but like, yeah, I, actually, I, I think the first few times it happened where we're at, uh, I felt like, oh, man, like I'm supposed to I'm supposed to. Te-. It took me a little bit to get over that, like, hey, you know what? It's OK today that I didn't teach through this particular set of phrases. We'll get to it next week. Mm-hmm. And we got to spend the time in prayer and like have that not feel like I've like we didn't we didn't fail. We, th- this was a success. This right. is the right way to look at it. And so it's a I, gathering of God's people doing their thing. I yeah, mean, right. that's right. It's uh, yeah, that's right. I think another thing that. Some pastors, especially nowadays, will go straight to the application. Like, hey, let's talk about how we can apply this. Yeah. And I would say, yeah, I guess maybe sometimes the text will go to a good application, but let the Holy Spirit convict, do the convicting, do the convicting, and do the application, and then let that be in your community groups, whether you have, or the next week of like, hey, here's how the Holy Spirit convicted me. I haven't talked to my brother in five years, and. I called and I just asked him to forgive me. You yeah, know, like, yeah. whoa, like, I never was going to say that in the pulpit, but I'm grateful that the Holy Spirit did that for you because we were just talking about Paul being in prison. You know, like, <laughs> right, right. who knows how it's going to do? And I think mm-hmm. that this day and age, it's all about, well, this is how you apply it. This is how you apply it. Well, yeah, maybe, you know, but... Yeah, maybe it is. And frankly, like, uh, sometimes it runs the risk of sounding like um, uh, human advice. Right, like, right. and if you'd let it simmer, like the Holy Spirit just sat there and poked, yes, and poked and poked and <laughs> yeah. poked, and you're like, all right, what is this? Yes. What is this? Right. You know, you're like, okay, and then like, like the 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 preaching planted a seed out of God's word, and the Holy Spirit just sat there and beat you with it for like three yep. or four days until you're like, okay, right, I get it, <laughs> and then yeah. you're, and then that's it. But if like if if Ben would have just said, hey, um. You need to call your distant relatives and fix those relationships. I'm like, what do you know about it? Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, honestly. Right. Then it's under my authority. Like, well, what do you yeah. care about? Under what? Ben's authority? <laughs> hey, I had to call you. Ben's after me. No one cares. But when I call that re- that relationship and go, look, man, God's been after me about this, which means you and I need to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And like, that's way different. No one gives two craps if Ben says that's what we're supposed to be doing today. Yeah. <laughs> right. I found that to be true. Um, well, and also, like, I, not everything... I don't know. I'd, I'd have to think about how to, if I have a quantification for it. But like, 
Not everything in Scripture is actually a life application. It's right. telling you something. Ab- right. it's, it tells you something about the character of God. It may tell you something about the character of people, but it doesn't mean that you go out and do something in reaction to it. Right. Some of it is is like a revealing uh, that then starts to filter and change other things, but it isn't a one-to-one correlation of, I heard, so I go do. Mm-hmm. Sounds like, I heard, I understand the true na- the nature of God, and so maybe I pray differently or something mm-hmm. like that, but it's not. Sometimes yeah. I think we stretch it a bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so I, I, when I ended Sunday, you know, I, I was just like, okay, there's no action step here. <laughs> right. We needed to know this, though. Yes, right. right. <laughs> I mean, yeah. may God like, be the glory. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. so there. Yeah. That's true. Like, yeah. What, like, like pre, prescriptive and descriptive, right? Yeah. Like, so you don't read the Psalms and go, man, I wish I could lament like David. <laughs> I wish I could just conjure up the Lord to kill all my enemies. Like, it's just, it's, there's not a good application there, you uh, know? Yep. 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 I think that's right. Okay, what like uh, so we've talked about? I think some of this stuff before. Like when it comes to um, here's maybe my encouragement when it comes to like music and things right. um, is is like I'd find a way to find joy in whatever's going on. Mm-hmm. Like if the other things are hitting, um, like I, I just like it, it's just such it'd be such it'd be too bad to get turned off by the tunes, the tunes, like and the nature of it. Like if 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 the, you can connect with the words, if you can try to worship and like like really listen mm-hmm. to what's going on. Um, and, and, and embrace it. I'll tell you this, like, um, one of my, my core encouragements when it comes to worship is to sing and to sing loud, even if you think it's terrible, because there's a connection Shoot, my kids keep making fun of me because they go, because, um, because there's a connection between what you feel on the inside and what you express on the outside. So if you're like, Hey, I'm praising Jesus and you're not singing at all, you're mumbling to yourself and you, and you feel real awkward about what to do with your hands. Like, you don't want this kind of disassociation between what's on the inside and what's going outside. Same reason why it's okay, like um, to to posture in in prayer. It's the same reason we anoint with oils. It's connecting something you're asking internally with an action you're taking externally, so that you're a holistic being. And so I I would say that like um, you know as you approach worship in any context, like the first thing I try is like go at it with some gusto. Get yourself involved in it, regardless of whether you heard the song before, regardless of whether you like the song or not. Um, give that a shot first and, and see whether God meets you in it. That's it's hard, Ben. That's been my experience. <laughs> that's hard. No, it's not. Like I legit, well, I'm not saying like the singing out loud part. That's no problem. But yeah. like once again, we went and visited a church, right? I don't know any of these tunes. I know. And like I'm, I was ready. I mean, I was pri- I was primed. I love it when I'm not leading worship because like I'm like, let's go. sing the tunes, boys. I'm in. Both hands. Let's <laughs> rock it. And then I like, kept singing songs I don't know. I'm like, well. <laughs> I can't even sing loud because I don't know what's coming up next. Yeah. Yeah. And then by the second verse, I think I got it, and I was wrong. And I took a big detour, and the guy in front of me kept looking behind me like, hey, man, why don't you pick a key? <laughs> I'm like, whatever, dude, I don't know. Okay, <laughs> I will tell you this, the, uh, and this is for kind of worship leader-esque folk, is that like, I mean, you got it. Some of these modern, the, the modern tunes, the Christian tunes that people are coming up with are kind of difficult to sing. Yeah. Like, yeah. just because it's a good song doesn't mean it's a good congregational song. Mm, That's true. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you, you just, the cadence isn't right. Like, uh, you just got, I mean, f- there's a reason, like, some of the hymns are super, like, they're pre- super predictable. That's why people can get on board with them. And we talked about that a few weeks ago. It's not that they're more holy, but just, like, know what a congregation can handle, mm. not just because you thought it was, like, a Kurt Cobain uh, Christianity, and it's like yeah. you really figured it out. And yeah. you can listen to that on your own time. You yeah, can worship cool. that action on your own time. But listen here, uh, like, and I've been guilty of this a couple <laughs> times, but I'm really cognizant of, like, if you can't listen to it once and be able to mimic it back by the second verse, it's probably not what we're going to do. Yeah. There's just no way. People can't confidently worship, right, if they can't figure out how the tune goes. Yeah. 
You don't want any barriers in the experience, basically. That, that's exactly right. Yeah. Let me yeah. ask you this. Communion. Yeah, have it. Do you like to have worship music happening in communion? Or do you like to be like, this is like an internal, I really need to like think about what, what's going to happen here? Yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of uh, history and philosophy built into it. Um, my personal preference is, is like, we do it because Jesus said to do it. And like the contemplating stuff and all that crap, we go through that during prayer time. And like, and you know, before we take communion, we pray over it. But like, um, it always felt really hard to conjure up a moment, mm. you know, like when it's communion time, sure. like, uh, I'm like, people are like, this is your time with Jesus. I'm like, this is the only one. Like I haven't spent any time <laughs> with him all week, which I was guilty of at the time. Right. Okay. Like, I don't know. I, I'm not spending any personal time reading mm. the word or praying. And then here comes the big 30 seconds before communion. I'm like, oh God, I've really messed this up this week. And like, you know, I'm a big failure and everybody's drinking their juice already. We gotta move on. <laughs> right? And so like it's a good. huge mistake, right? Like yeah, yeah. what it felt like is like, good. I can never rise to the holiness that the occasion was asking of me. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Right. Uh-huh. And so, uh, music like, helped you. yeah. And so like the, the music was cool. Um, but like it also, it just, it fed into more than I had to offer. Yeah, more than good. I had to offer for the. For I, the I like exchange. having just a little background, just tune. Whether I'm singing along with whatever it is, or it's just there as I'm praying. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mean, it's good. Yeah, yeah. love it. I reflect. I think I'm married to either one, really. Like I wouldn't yeah. think less people that want to rock out on a commuter. I also wouldn't want to think less of anybody that wants to monk it up and sit there for eight minutes and rethink their whole life. I yeah. don't know. Yeah, you know, like it's like Jesus says, you need to remember me, and this is how you're going to do it. And we're like. Right on. Yeah. We will I, do that. You know, one of the things is interesting is that, like, I, I think we do run the risk of over-sombering communion mm. um, because, like, th- think of the 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 context of what Jesus is saying this. He's saying, my body was broken, my blood was shed, right? But for what? Yeah. It's for, a new covenant. Right. Like, like this <laughs> right. is... I'm actually, making all things new here, bro. <laughs> that's right. And, like, we're stuck in the... I mean, you're supposed to know the moments, and you're supposed to recognize the sacrifice, but, like, for heaven's sakes, like, let's... Let's point where he's going. Yeah, yeah, and some of this points back to the reverse worship of sin, right? Like, just before you take communion, they're like, remember all the crap you did, and bring that into this conversation. And Jesus is like, what are you doing? <laughs> I'm bringing done. all the grace, right. man. Right. This yeah. is what we're talking about. I think it's well-meaning people that kind of get a little little caught up. <laughs> yeah. 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 And we, we, I think we have quite a few folks that are guilty of that. Well, they're yeah. like, I, I need to get... It's it's like the if I didn't repent before I got hit by the bus thing, I'm out on a technicality. People are like I gotta think of all the worst crap I did this week mm. and throw it in here before the communion gets mm. done and make sure that we're we're right living. And Jesus is like whatever. Yeah. yeah, and I think like there there's an attempt, but what they're trying to protect is is Paul, right? Paul goes like, hey man, be careful that you're not trying to do this in an unworthy manner. Yeah, but Examine like yourself. like you can over. You can over, you can miss the bus on that. Well, the context there is that you you're not accepting his blood as the atonement. That's right. That's that's the un, that's what makes it unworthy. Yeah. Not yeah. that you you know swore three times and oh, exactly. you know I mean you know right. Our notion of unworthy to take it is the very presence of sin that Jesus died for and that right, he's representing right. in the symbol. What right. if you swore four times, though, Dan? You feel <laughs> Well, if Dan you do that, then you've got to take Dan. communion twice. <laughs> you yeah. need to drink both. Pass it around again. <laughs> oh, man. this church, The church that we were at had the prepackaged oh, yeah. uh, with yeah. the wafer. I didn't know how to work it. I oh, felt like a yeah. real idiot. Uh-huh. It was <laughs> like, embarrassing. And if you if you take it off and you got the juice, it's hard to get to the oh. wafer. You've got a problem. We threw those puffies Way. Oh man! Oh, it was terrible. I felt real in it. Yeah, it was embarrassing. Ben goes, "Hey, I didn't get a cracker." I'm like, "It's in the lid, Ben." <laughs> like he was about ready to go, go talk to, to the, the man about his Keep misuse of yes. the scripture. 
right. then the simple lid proposition had him befuddled. <laughs> That's like the time that uh, we were at a conference and Ben ate the mint, but it was actually a pat of butter. <laughs> okay, it was shaped like a like a, a mint that you would get at a graduation. Like, dude, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I, I threw it right in. It was pretty gross. <laughs> These are the worst mints ever. Oh. I tried. I, I could have played it off cool, but Dan totally. <laughs> <laughs> like, no. <laughs> Hey, did you oh, did you bring this guy down? <laughs> he's, he's eating all the butter. <laughs> Who put him at my table? <laughs> okay, so round it out. Like, um, there's a lot of things that are up to preference, right? I think yeah. what was mm-hmm. like, you know, worship can certainly be up to preference, right? Like, yep. just don't get lost in the fact that like, um, the uh, the sheep hear the shepherd's voice, right? So like, if it's the wrong instrumentation, or you think the worship guy wears gross pants, or whatever. Right, like this is your community. You what if he's causing people to stumble? With if he's pants. causing people to stumble with <laughs> pants, then you should have you should iron sharpen iron. Although he sounds a little doughy to me. <laughs> Actually, uh, remember uh, remember Matthew five because we've stuck there so long. Jesus does uh, hold the uh, luster accountable. So yes. if he's causing you to stumble, uh, it's, it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Say you need to get behind a podium, Elvis. I can't, <laughs> I can't sit here. <laughs> okay, well, here so here's anyway. the thing too, though. On this is there's ebb and flow. To you know, who's the worship leader? Mm-hmm. Who who's the preacher? Yeah. Uh, so it's, it's it's like like the, the non-negotiable for me that at the at the peak it would be the, the scriptural like, yep. like that the church is founded in a scriptural doctrinally solid place. That way they're not going to hire someone in the next preacher who is not in a doctrinally solid place or or they'll 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 vet that right. Yeah. Yep. So but, so I won't have to worry about that. So I'm going to be part of a community where where I uh, where I feel like I'd be part of this family. But it's bigger than what the particular yeah the style of music is today because it might be different next week yep. next year uh, or what the style of preacher is mm-hmm. his personality I don't know I, I think the average still is three years per per stay you, you, you know uh, of a of a of a preacher it's a lot of them a lot longer but um so that's you know there's going to be a new preacher probably you're going to out, probably outlast whoever the current preacher yes. is. yes yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so you got to look beyond that like oh th- that's where we get these celebrity preachers you know we're all we got to go here whoever yeah you, you know and then that guy's gone and the church implodes because yeah. they and i'll podcast that guy i just don't have to go to his church exactly yeah, 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 yeah. he's got a good yeah. message yeah, we can listen to it so so there are you know you, you somehow have to dig in a little deeper than than those things uh, of, of what you hear what you experience on a sunday morning yep. and get into to that actual I don't know how much I'm how to even say this. I, I've never looked for a church. I've been a preacher for. Oh <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're kind of I'll start my own territory. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no so. one can do this better than me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Now, one other thing I like to think about then is kind of like peripheral, like uh, programming and um, groups and other. Well, I think things. for me, elder led is oh. a big thing. Okay. So mm-hmm. multiple like plurality of leadership is a big thing for me. Mm-hmm. So it's just not one guy's like, this is where we're going. Like, well, yeah. run that by anybody? Or <laughs> well, is that, that That's going? part of the solid, solid right. base. Of, right. Because they're going to be vetting who's who's doing right. things. Yep. And yeah. That, I that's think big, that's right. It's huge. Well, and, and it, eliminate, it eliminates risks. And I think, you know, I, there's there, sometimes, especially when you're planting new churches, like it takes time to find, make sure you yeah. got the right guys, right? Right. Um, but I think like where you're rejecting the possibility that there might be elders in there, I think you, I think you have a problem, right? Like where you don't want any, um, where it feels like I want to be able to take this thing wherever and I don't want to be constrained. Um, like, and if the spirit is talking, I feel like the spirit's going to make sure that people got their heads on right. Um, as long as you get the, the right faithful 
folks right. that are in there. And so right. um, I, I would agree. I think that is important. Yeah. Um, the, the, uh, I was going to say that the thing on um, on some of the per- peripheral stuff for, for kids, um, you know, again, our situation is different. Our kids are there. Like our kids from the house church thing, everybody's in the same room for the most part. I think the toddlers will go wander off and do other things. But for the most part, the kids are in the room. Um, but to that effect, I would want to make sure if I were going to a church that it treated my kids um, as if we were actually trying to, to um, be faithful followers of Jesus and respects their intellect respects their ability to understand concepts and like, doesn't just send them home with, with drawings of things. Water it down. That's right. right. Like I, mm-hmm. I find there's, um, I've said this before, but like, that's one of the key takeaways from me pastoring in a house church context is, um, how much kids are actually able to, to take in what they can take in, how thoughtful they're being, how things apply to their lives. um, like they are able to do much more than often we give them credit for. And I, there's no reason to set a low bar. Um, they need to know. It's one of the things I've always worried about when it comes to like high school, high schools, especially, but even high school into college is that like, if they spend all their time away um, and then suddenly they're an adult and they, they have no idea what it means to be a grown up person in a, in a faith community where like everything that they were taught now is coming to like to harsh, like it matters what you decide based mm-hmm. upon the things we said were true. And so, like, uh, without allowing that type of thing, or even just having kids always around kids their own age, um, like, it gives them a a different view of the world. And so I I, I think that I would expect a church to be thoughtful around what are you actually introducing your kids to, to what is real about a faith community, Um, not just, hey, they're they're entertained or they're elsewhere, or maybe they learn something, but, like, they probably can do more. Yeah, it's uh, it's not fair to spring responsibility on them when you raise them in the church to act like they didn't have any. You know what I'm saying? Like if you spend, uh, we put a lot of money like against youth programming, and you and like the youth cost a lot of money. They need a lot of pizza, a lot of pop. They need a lot of sound. <laughs> they need a lot of games. And the truth of the matter is, like they don't need any of that stuff. Like they honestly don't. Like we can love them in that way because they actually do like pizza and soda pretty easily. But like the truth of the matter is, it's like it's really unfair to like entertain them in the church until they're 17. And just as they're trying to get their mind wrapped around the fact that they need to go to college and they got to figure out how to really live, boom, you should be a constructive member of the church and take on responsibility here and start pulling your own weight and you should be tithing and blah, and all this stuff. And we're like, well, wait a minute. I, I just feel like there was a really cool guy trying to connect with me for like 17 years and I got a bunch of candy and my parents all seemed like, man, they were trying to make major changes in their life, like fasting and redistributing their money to try to be more faithful. And I'm like, I didn't give a crap about any of that because I was back in the cool youth service, mm. right? Like, I just don't do that. Just please, I, I understand. Just be the, thoughtful about be it. Be thoughtful. It? Just yeah. don't do that. They, they really deserve more than that. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's good. All right. Now, if you, I don't know, Nathaniel, these ticking the boxes. What are you thinking? Ooh. Cold shower. Cold shower. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shower rooms? Uh, yeah, I don't have anything to add on to uh, what's already been said. Okay, classic. Um, uh, yeah, I know that was a uh, a real heavy heavy hitter for for you fellas, but you don't care. You'll just wander it anywhere. Whole <laughs> no, boat living. I would say I would say that I'm in agreement, which isn't a real word, but I, I'm in agreement with, with what has been spoken by me. <laughs> By, by, I think by the group. But Ben, specifically. Okay. This is the most, the fanciful way of going, uh, 
Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I was going there too. You me. really worded. Why the, they gotta be on you like that? <laughs> <laughs> Why they gotta call you out like that? Are you calling me dope? <laughs> Here's the deal. He outmasculined everybody with that cold shower business. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that was kind of boss. <laughs> All right, you're listening to live from the path. Thanks for hanging out with us. Holy buckets. Uh, the time has gotten away. Uh oh I, oh, oh we 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 were gonna talk about the the school um, I know the school money you want to make it quick make it fast okay. uh, yeah 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 okay so so as like the question like the ability to pull your to not have your kids go to public school like which but you have the choice to do this already but now there's a monetary hit to it mm-hmm. um and actually but my my oldest daughter and I were kind of talking about it because like um is there is there something very positive about saying a parent gets to decide and have some freedom to be able to choose how their kid is educated yeah because to be honest with you like uh, we've talked about this in the past and even during the some of the covid stuff too they're like it's a real hard gig to run a public school like and, and think of all the various things you you don't have the option to not accommodate all kinds of things right you have to teach everybody that comes into the door uh like if they, they put 30 kids in a classroom, you don't have a choice. Like you got to figure out how to give those kids the attention they, mm-hmm. they deserve. Um, there's all kinds of different um, beliefs, all like a wide variety of parental interaction or non-interaction uh, backgrounds of acceptable behavior. It is, I mean, that is just a microcosm of a, of a mess <laughs> to, to try to handle that. And so a parent saying, Hey man, if I have the option to be able to, you know, have my kid go somewhere else, like I would like to do that uh, because I don't want to be fighting worldviews that I don't believe in and that can cause p- cause my kid to go a different direction or, or influencers or whatever. And so uh, I, that's strong. I, was, I homeschool. So like I have a belief in some of this, the ability to say control some of that on your own. And so I, I think personally that there's a strong pull to that. I think we do need to recognize, though, that there is it isn't as simple as that. Because, like, um, think of this if it helps to, to connect it to, like, a church service. Uh, let's say you have a church building and bathrooms and janitor and clean the parking lot and all the things. It costs the same to do all that stuff whether there's 100, kids in the, 100 people in the building or 200 people in the building, mm-hmm. right? Base costs and like, of, of, being, of having to do that don't particularly change. And so it's not as easy as, hey, money went and shifted to this new religious school or something like that. Shouldn't they just be able to run the public school system on the money that was left because there's only that many students? It isn't really how the overhead of things works. Um, and I think we do need to be cautious about that because here there are some distinctions. Um, a, a religious school or actually any private school can say no. They cannot accept somebody if they don't want. They can have criteria that says, look, we don't have to take every student. We're just going to say no. The public school doesn't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Like whatever your, your learning disabilities or um, like cultural, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The public school has got to take it in. And so, right, they have to be prepared for every situation. Um, private schools can kind of um, niche out the situation. Okay. Um, uh, do you have any idea how the utility company sizes your transformer for like, say, your business? Yes. But I'm going to see whether you know. Go ahead. So so they, they there's two types of power. One is called uh, like resistive power. And what's called reactive power. Okay. So the transformer that you get power from your utility line, it goes into your business. Every bit of copper, motor, lighting, whatever you have in your building has reactive power, right? It has to build a magnetic um, energy and then it has to collapse it, build and collapse and build and collapse, right? Yep. The power company does not charge you for that, right? It's just because, because it comes and goes and comes and goes. You don't actually see it. It's just building a magnetic field of which electricity can travel in. Yeah. Okay? So, 
they have to size the transformer, not only for the load that they're going to charge you for, which is the resistive load. That's actually turns the watt meter and the, does the light do the lighting, but also their ability to turn on or to be able to facilitate a magnetic field in yeah. your place, right? So basically, um, some places like look at the, a manufacturing plant or something, they have to build a big enough driveway to fit a giant bus, but they only get to charge you for the car that you parked in it. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Does that kind of make sense? Yes. Right? And so, like, public schooling is a little bit like this, right? Like, they have to build the place as a service to be able to handle this, even if it turns out there's only this going to be there. Or they will only be able to collect money based on, which was never the case before, right? So what was always before is they built a bus-sized driveway, they collected enough money for the bus to park there. Yes. That's the way that worked. Whether you got on the bus or not was your call. Yep. But like they got enough money to do it. Now we're talking about making it the arrangement where we still have to build the driveway big enough in case y'all decide to show up, but we might only be able to collect enough money for a car. For the car. Yes. Right. Yep. Yeah. So and so if you run and there's there's I think there's additional considerations in there. Again, like once you once you're taking like I don't like to say government money because it's obviously it's it's taxpayer money, right? But it's not all your money. Like it's again, the the allocation per student is probably more than you're paying taxes. Some of some of you are paying ten grand a year for property taxes. It's not very many of you. And so, like, there's a notion of kind of the pooling of of those resources. And like, once you start taking that and putting it into private institutions, um, one of those private institutions uh, aren't regulated in the same way. Um, and so there could be a risk in there. But again, they'd say that about homeschooling too, which is true. There there is a risk in there. Um. And so, you know, but, but as you run it up, I, I would say personally, I think it is a good thing um, that parents have responsibility for their children's education, um, especially when public services run the risk of having to be very expansive um, on the types of things that your kids are exposed to that I'm not sure are always age appropriate. And so you don't have control over that. You don't have a choice. And frankly, they don't have a choice. I, I, if you don't have sympathy for people trying to manage, teach within public school systems, you're not thinking. Like, but I would tell you, even I think it's a good thing, but it's not as clean or as easy as you think. And you do run the risk of then leaving what is a public good, like a public school system, underfunded and unable to care for groups of students or types of students who otherwise um, private institutions may not take in some way or another. And so like you, it, it, there is an impact in that way that I think is, has to be addressed. It doesn't mean that the other thing isn't good. It means you have to be thoughtful about what's on the other side of that. Um, and I would say like a lot of the competition that goes in the public schools, I, I'm not sure is particularly healthy. Like the amount of money we're spending on some of the athletic programs like they say, oh, well, we can't keep up with that. Well, maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> like maybe we don't have to do that anymore. Although I did think that this actually might encourage people to specifically go to a private school simply because they're trying to build up the baseball team. Like yeah. it can cause some behavior like that that is probably not student wise. Mm. Um, but what I mean, those parents are their parents all the time. This is just a reflection of that thing. So anyway, long story short, I, I, I and I find this is true for most political things is that like I, I, I'm probably on both parts in some way or another and says there there's probably a hundred ways to get it wrong but it doesn't mean there's not a way to get it right mm -hmm. and it's probably a thoughtful balance that recognizes one choice does act does have an impact on someone and you're you need to be real thoughtful about what that means for what's what remains public schooling mm -hmm. that's where i'm at
I well, I mean, I <clears throat> this is not my area because I'm a bit of a dummy, right? And so, like, I'll get lost in my own words here. But like, I do, I struggle a little bit with um, pulling good kids out of public school because I think they need them to be there. Right. That's and I and, and I, Todd I, Gordon made that. I, I think was similarly made that point. And like, you will not find me. Like, I mean, almost everybody I know homeschools. Or, or sends their kids to a private school and like you're getting no, no judgment from me I totally get it like I, I totally understand what you're trying to do mm-hmm. and I don't and like I, I don't know whether it was right wrong or indifferent it's just not on me to know that but like um, I just hate to see this and this is specifically Jesus kids like I just hate to see uh, Jesus kids being pulled out of there <laughs> because right. they need yep. them there that was, that was uh, yep. somebody asked my wife like oh are you going to send your kids to private school because our kids are in public school and my yep. wife's like uh, no yeah. Still going to go to public school. Like yep. Now, will that change? Who knows? We're not like diehards. We used to be a homeschooler, and then we were going to public school. So we're like all over the gamut. But I do think it's interesting to see what the ramifications of things like this will be. Yeah. yeah. And like you got to kind of go to states that have already done this and like what is their school system out like now? Like has there been – what is the backlash? Like there is something that will change. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we might not know for a while, but right now okay, we're going to go to public school. But I think there's a lot of people who are thinking, okay, I'm going to change the course of this because of this. Yeah. We'll see what yeah. happens, right? And I think I think even the estimates that I saw – I mean, it's you're, it's not like a fifty percent exodus. Like most people, and I, I mean, I'll tell you this: even this as as a family who chose to homeschool, like there are parts of just we have a sixteen year old, and like there's communal events that my kid is not involved in mm-hmm. that most people would look like. I mean, at least kind of fondly, but like the benefit is is like you, it was shared. It was shared, right? So, like, hey, oh, we did a prom with you and your old and your younger sister in the living room. It's not the same thing as you had three hundred people from your graduating class share a night to like that everyone could remember and talk about the time the guy spilled the punch and Ted got drunk in the parking lot and somebody set fire to the trash can, right? Like communal events like that are are something. Um, and so, like, even then, I think, well, you know, I, I wish there were things like that. And I think there is a draw to that. And I think there should be. I think there is something about mm-hmm. that kind of thing, a communal experience. And so, like, it's just it's just never super, super black and white to me. I think there's, like, you're always trying to make an imperfect decision with right. a lot of variables right. and going, Boy, I, I hope this right. seems like the best I got right now. And, like, what are you going to do? And would right. you, like, and if you look at, like, of all the things that, that I think our government probably screws up and even our school systems, right? Like, if you could just think about it in an odd space for a minute and go, think that they are they have good intent like everything they're trying to do they're doing with the best intention right, right. when they put an addition on the school that's helpful they were like hey the population's going to rise by this we're probably gonna have to get tax money for this right like they're they're not instantly thinking i want to indoctrinate your kids with the worst of humanity and and try to say everything's okay and like this is, was not their intent right some of them they're put in this situation they're trying to do the best they can right and they're also like basing their the way that they're going to buy curriculum and update facilities and feed kids based on how many kids are in the community. And it just, it feels a little, just a little crappy, just to me, just a little crappy that goes, yeah, I hear what you're doing, but like, I'm going to, we're, we're out. We're, well, we're going to out. We're okay. going to be out. All right. Well, so, but, but that does solve though, like if, if there's a, some level of predictability, like you're not owed all the children in the district to go to a public school. Right. So like, if you knew that 10% of the kids were going to do something else, then you should just you shift your numbers based upon what we expect, 
We order fewer lunches. Yeah, we build those smaller things don't, r- don't turn. They just don't turn corners that fast, right? No, like, no that's true. It, but the it, lunches do. The, but like the gym doesn't, or you know, like the adding on a, a half of the elementary it, school or something. You yeah, know? Yeah, totally. I'm saying, but it, it will settle over time, and so it is. It is a wrong thing to go. Oh, all exponential growth within the community will be in the public schools when you know that there's a program of which 10% most people do. And so at, you give it a decade to shift out. It should be more predictable. Yeah, and what's the first thing they're going to cut when they lose budget, right? That we can't pay the teachers any less, and we'll find out a way to do it. Because they have to sit somewhere, and they have to eat. There's things that, like, the budget can't change. And yeah. so the only thing that moves is is how often we buy textbooks and how much we pay teachers. Yeah, so what's interesting, though, is, like, I mean, you, you're in a small school district, right? And so How like, dare you? It, you got a you got a pool? No, we don't have a pool. Okay. <laughs> you find me a school in the metro that doesn't have a pool in it. Yeah, they flaunt it, honestly. I, what I'm saying is that like I think there is a notion of like what the high school experience is. Um and that that's that is taxpayer money. And the, and there is a, so even even within school districts, like the types of things where like, hey, look at the difference between a private school and a public school, that exists between mo- pu- multiple public schools. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, you're more likely to see the movement of people to private institutions in like urban areas. Like it's it's not very likely that like everybody out in Greenfield, like that they're going to pop up a private school to to like wage war options. against Greenfield. Right. Yeah, <laughs> like it's it's likely to happen on commute where there's more money in the communities anyway because the transportation makes sense, and the building costs make sense, and and so like there's a, there's going to be an imbalance. It's going to feel like there's an imbalance on how people move, regardless. I think that's going to take a while to flush that out. Like, the yeah. only example I can think of is, like, let's say there's, there's, like, a mile country road to this dude's house. And he's like, stop taking my tax money. I own a plow. I will handle this on my own. I'll get myself in and out. And the county's like, okay, I totally get it, right? And so until the guy moves and someone else moves in who doesn't own a plow. Yes. Now the county's back in charge of running this entire one year, you know what I'm saying? Yes. And he and they haven't been collecting any money to pay for it for the last 6 years cuz plowman moved in. Yes, I right? agree that with that. That makes it hard. Yeah, I think it does make it hard. And I think it like the predictability and that's fiscally. But to to your point, I think as you think about the intentions of people, I think that is mostly true. But the intentions of the teacher who is using um like pronouns and not telling parents is because they think it's for your kid's own good. Yeah. That's the thing that people are trying to protect is like someone who says this, this teacher, this school district, something in there says, you know, better than me. No, I, I know you didn't want your kid to look at the sex ed thing, but like you're depriving them and we show them the penis. Anyway. No, I agree. And so like, I get that. Is it a, is it a right caution? Of course it is. It does. It does. It make sense to then not be a part of that at all. That's where I think it's difficult. I think that's a much grayer area. Yeah, I agree. All right, you're listening to Life in the Path. Hey, I okay. I am interested in your thoughts, but not your lobbying. Five one five five one seven zero zero eight five. If we're not thinking about this wisely, um, how can we take this in from uh, people who love Jesus and love children? And actually, I think I think uh, and love communities and love communities. I do, and I think that's the one of the things is don't be too narrow minded when it comes to how you think about your community. Like, yes, maybe you're going to, you think it's wise to take your kid and put them in the, in a private school. Okay. I can respect that. But like the rest of the people who are still going to this public school, like they're going to be the people who are running for mayor later on and opening the gas stations. And like, it's in everybody's best interest that people are well-educated regardless of how efficiently you think the government uses the money. And so what I'm saying is you can't bail from the conversation. You can work your best to improve it. 
It is not in anybody's best interest to bail from it and go, well, my kids are covered. I'm out. Right. And so uh, my encouragement w- is, is um, involvement. That's where I'm at. I'm at like data collecting mode. Yep. And I love asking people this because they seem to have a great, powerful, passionate perspective. And I, I want to hear them. Like, tell me yep. why this is bad or tell me this is why this is amazing. Like, yep. I'm just, that's where I'm at. Data collection mode. Yep. Yeah. I don't know where I, I can fall. Yeah. And like, and Ben's right. Like, it's just like everything else. It's, it's always gray. Like there's always gray in there. There's, mm-hmm. just, you can't just throw your foot down and go, here's the right. dang deal. So I totally get I it. like going at it from the perspective of they're trying to do the best for these kids. Like nobody's like, yeah, we're going to screw the, screw right, right, kids. right. Like, yeah, that's what we're going to do. Their this. best is wrong. Right. It's, it's, right. it's well-intentioned, but incorrect, but right. still. Right. They're trying. Good. Yeah. There's usually only a minimal um, amount of uh, people in there trying to, with an agenda. Yeah, agreed. To, to teachers. I mean, I, my wife works in a school, right? So I hear some of the stories. And, 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 and there have been situations where there's someone with an agenda. Uh, usually, at least still in this area, they do get rooted out at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. But I don't know how much damage you know, they, they do. Yep. We we have always, like our kids were raised in the public school on purpose because I always figured one of these days there'll be adults in the public world. They should yep. know how to withstand Start the public. Start it out right now. Yep. Right. Yeah, Let's yeah. process it together. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, I, I, now I have a grandson who, you know, is two and I'm like, boy, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Now I'm like softy grandpa, you know, yep. I'm like, oh, I don't know. Get, keep him out of there, you know. Uh, but... Yeah, yeah, it's it's tough. There, yeah, there is no black and white answer. There's no cookie cutter. Uh, yep. This is how to do it. It's it's right. a, you got to use discernment and wisdom and and pray. And right, I prayed, man, I prayed a ton for my kids every single day. Uh, we did debriefings every single day from school, and that's a lot of work and a lot of effort, mm-hmm. but it was worth every yeah. moment. Yeah, um, because I didn't want anybody teaching them stuff that was contrary to uh, a godly worldview. And that's so right. I would correct that immediately. Yep. Okay. All right, you got time for one question? Yeah, let's do it. Here we go. They're live from the path. <clears throat> What's the best way to decline handshakes? In social settings, I often find myself ready to dine, hands washed and sanitized, only for someone to thrust their hand toward me expecting a handshake. The last thing I want before handling my food is to shake anyone's hand. In one instance, a man who was hosting the gathering with his wife returned belatedly from a bike ride as we were approaching the dinner table and offered me his sweaty hand. Uh. Refusing elicited a dirty look from my partner and an expression of bewilderment on the face of the bicyclist. Please advise. The audacity. Yeah. Shake my hand. You should probably stay at home all the time, friend. (laughs) You're hard to get along with. I I can say what people do to me uh, because no one wants to shake my hand. What? No. (laughs) I just want to make sure I'm understanding this story here. How do you politely not shake the person's hands if they're reaching it out to you? Well, kind of, but like he was at an event... Where the host and his wife were on a bike ride, he was about ready to eat the food at the event, <laughs> being hosted by people that aren't there. Yeah. And then they come trolling in off a bike ride, sweaty and gross. Kind of the party and they're I like, go to. You know whatever, what Henry. <laughs> how you doing, buddy? And out for the handshake goes the sweatiness. Now wait a minute, is this guy eating with his hand? What Does, you, isn't he using utensils? He doesn't. Make unless it's a that. taco bar, I don't know that this. I mean, unless you're like ham fisting stuff and throwing it in your face. Just use the utensils. Okay, his issue is to shake it. Just, just do a fist bump. They're doing the hand, just do the fist, and they'll say, oh, okay, and then they'll fist bump you. Is that acceptable? Sure. Doesn't that Post get COVID. their gross sweatiness all over your fist hair? Yeah, I mean, 
I don't want that stuff dripping onto my chicken grease. Yeah. <laughs> It'll get all mixed okay. together. Or, or so do your elbow and look really weird. Dan elbow. says, oh, don't the elbow, don't. I've that people did. They'd be like, are you serious? They're like, okay. <laughs> so I licked him on the cheek. <laughs> <laughs> Public school, Dan. <laughs> okay, so Dan says, uh, just like go judo with it. Off, like, of the, off of the fist pump. Yeah, switch to a fist pump. Uh, I'd, I'd say shake the hand and wash your hands. That's where I'm at. Right. I mean, that's you Come should Come on, do, man. But, Act like a regular but he member But he must politely decline. He's, trying to, he's asking how you decline. Do? What yeah. would Jesus do? Not politely decline. He wouldn't politely decline. No. He'd shake I think your hand. He'd call him a viper. He'd psych. He'd do the psych. Oh, he'd be like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, long flowing locks. <laughs> Who's the king of kings? All right. <laughs> By the way, you're sitting in the back of the room, so I call you up here. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, option one, fist bump. Option two, you shake hands and then... Go wash re Now, does that hands. feel awkward, though? Hey, thanks, Tom. And then he sees you leave and come back. I mean... I'm, once again, put a couple thoughts together. Hey, man, I got to run the bathroom real quick. You don't have to say whether it's a onesie, twosie. He, he, know, he just came to the party. He yeah. might yeah. know. What does he know? He was out on a bike ride when people were eating <laughs> right. in his place. Right. I stopped oh. beating with this guy. You anyway. could faux sneeze into your hand. Like, shake oh. his hand and then go, and then say, oh, I got to go wash my hand. I mean, why don't you be honest with it, right? Like, it depends on how no, how well you know the guy. If yeah. some sweaty dude come up to me and try to shake hands while I'm trying to eat dinner, he's like, hey, man, how's it going? He's like, I'm trying to eat dinner. Go wash yourself up. We can we can shake hands after I'm done. I think these are all short term short term solutions here. Okay, Mike, come in for a handshake. Okay, do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you give a little smooch on the hand. Okay, wow. you become the smooch on the hand guy. <laughs> Nobody wants a handshake. You. I mean, there's there's something problem solved for life. Nathaniel's not wrong. You go the Gaston route. <laughs> the Pope. Just the ring Pope. I can't believe I fell for this. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> hey, a man who takes like uh, crazy cold showers has ideas. Here's the thing. He's not wrong. I'll never do that again. <laughs> I will never shake Nathaniel's hand again as long as I live. <laughs> okay. I think I've said this before, but I'm going to reiterate it for the purposes of this illustration. Even if the guy didn't come from a bike ride, that man has feces on his hand. <laughs> okay. People's hands are disgusting. Keep going. Keep going. You hear me? Everybody's hands are gross. Got it. Right? Even people who think their hands aren't gross, their hands are gross. Okay? And so what I'm telling just like you, you look at your kids and you go, hey, I didn't have to tell them to stop eating junk today. Thanks because they ate it when you weren't looking. Everybody's licked a poop. Everybody has done all kinds of like... All kinds of eating stuff off the floor, touching all kinds of garbage. Like the amount of, even post-COVID, the amount of, our, our attempts at sanitation are feeble at best. Okay? Everybody's hands are filthy. And so the sweat is just obvious. And frankly, it's got a lot of salt. It's probably cleaner than a guy who came up to you unsweaty. And so I get that it feels gross to you, but in the grand scheme of things, it's not any worse. And so either suck it up, uh... Or go wash your hands. Or guest on him. Or give him the give him the kiss. Or I mean, if you're a fist bumper, then you can keep with it. I think any of these are viable options. But I'm just telling you, like the ground you're trying to hold, it's a it's a fraud. That guy's got poop on his finger. <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. <laughs> Gaston's the winner for me. Yeah. <laughs> Never That's, go shake his hand again. That's Nathaniel. a long solution. <laughs> Nathaniel, 48 points for Nathaniel. <laughs> <laughs> here's what you do. <laughs> Everyone, Dan said, I licked the guy, and everyone's like, oh, Dan, that's crazy. And here come Nathaniel. Nathaniel kissing him. <laughs> it worked. <laughs> okay, ready? Secular says, if, if this is of any comfort, you are far from the only person who dislikes shaking hands. That means you're not the only unpopular doofus around. No one wants to deal with you. 
Over the years, I've received letters from many others who share your concern. Some are afraid of the COVIDs. Others simply dislike physical contact. In some cultures, handshaking is never done. Okay. Some individuals, I mean, <laughs> kiss really, on the cheeks. Yeah, like, what do you do? Unless yeah. you're from that culture, right. it doesn't. It doesn't it look yeah, you move to Mozambique, yeah. you won't have this problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some individuals avoid it by placing their palms together, leaning forward a bit, smiling, and saying something like, "Great to see you." Wait, like a bow? Yeah, like a like a one of these? Yeah. Oh. No, oh. that's weird. Yeah, Great to see you. Johnny Wonderbread coming <laughs> in with a bow. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, continues. Uh, you could say, great to see you, or how was that bike ride? Yeah. If you don't do this already, keep a small bottle of hand sanitizer on your person to use when you're out of office. Oh, yeah, that don't look weird. You that go to your mani pack yeah. and take a couple squirts. Bathe yourself yeah. in that. <laughs> Everybody loves that. Every time you shake their hand, they get out this thing like, go to the bathroom. It's way less obvious. That guy's got right. feces on his hands, live from the path, pull me so. No. Okay. I that bowing thing's weird. Oh, it's straight weird. Welcome, welcome, Daniel son. Like, there's no reason <laughs> for that. Can we do that from here on out? Yeah. Whenever we see each other, just bow to me. We'll just bow. Welcome. We'll, How I'll was your car you ride here? Or if it's Nathaniel, I know he's gonna kiss my hand. <laughs> would you? Hey, would you kiss the guy? If guy came at you with palmed hands, would you try to give it a smooch? Oh. <laughs> I don't think so. No, I'd give oh. him the Texas Whopper. I'd come around on both sides. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'd shake that. <laughs> yeah, hey, nobody gets away with acting like this. Here's the thing. That ain't iron sharpens iron, right? <laughs> That's hot dog bun. We, we can't help people like this. We're like, look, man, I'm going to touch you all up in your armpits and give you what Willie. And you got to get over this thing. It's handshake time. Come on, bro. <laughs> It's, it feels like the Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, <laughs> That's what it feels like. All right, you've been listening live from the path. Thanks so much for hanging out with us tonight. We really do appreciate it. Big thanks to Philip Ramsey from The Uncommon. Uh, go to theuncommon.com for more information. Sign up, uh, listen to that podcast. Also, you can look for the Uncommon Wealth podcast. Uh, that's also Phillips. Lots of good, uh, interesting information on there. And uh, yeah, yeah, enjoy it. And make sure you um, uh, hit him up. You got any feedback for him? Um, you want to talk to him about The Uncommon? What's a, what's a good email address someone can get a hold of you at? Yeah, Philip, P H I L L I P. At UncommonWealth.com. There it is. Hook them up. Uh, and uh, you can always let us know. Uh, let's say you want to say something real negative about Philip, but you're not man enough to say it to his face. We'll say it to him. Yeah. Uh, use the Life in the Path complaint line, 515-517-0085. Uh, we appreciate you hanging out with us. And then uh, we'll probably be back next week. Yeah. I got a couple weeks where I might not be here. We'll see how it shakes out. In care. the meantime, be faithful in the means. God will handle the ends. You've been listening to Live from the Path.